Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name is Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you all the action from day one of Nagoya Basho Sumo back. It's time. Time to travel to Nagoya and find out all the things that happened on day one of, of what's sure to be a wonderful basho. We're just going to travel there in our mind though. Yeah. We don't have to actually go there. Well, I would love to actually go there. Well, let me take you through the weather. Yeah. And then okay. and then you can tell me if you'd like to be there. Fair enough. So Japan, this time of year, it's summer, it's hot, it does not let up, it's humid, it's rainy. And today for the action in Nagoya, it was around 29 degrees Celsius, 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that sounds nice, that bit of it. it does sound good, doesn't it? Like as it? an Australian, I understand heat. <laughs> like we get hot days in yeah. Melbourne. But what if I tell you there was 85% yeah. humidity? I think that's the, that's the bit. That's more the top half of Australia. We're in the bottom half of Australia. We don't do humidity heaps. We don't. Uh, and it was very obvious looking at the crowd in attendance at the uh, stadium in Nagoya. <laughs> yeah, they were hot. Lots of fans. They were hot. They were sweaty. But they were there to enjoy sumo. And they got a huge dose of it today. They sure did. I think the sales of those... Fans, you know, with Terunofuji's face and everybody's face on it must really go up during this time. Well, I did see uh, in Jurio there was an, a Tummy Fuji fan. Yeah. And I thought in terms of air displacement, that's a good value fan to get. Because he's big. Well, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, I think then, well, <laughs> by your logic, a Terunofuji <laughs> fan is also great. Sure, but I, I looked at the Tummy Fuji fan and I thought... Good air displacement <laughs> per yen spent on the fan. Did you, when you lived in Nagoya, did you have one of those um, electric fan things, the small electric fans? No, I didn't. No, I never really got into the small uh, electric fans or the real fans. I, I handle heat in a very particular way. Yeah. Which is I always wear jeans. Yeah, you do. I do. You do. And I just shut up about it. Okay. You just get hot. Really I get hot. hot. Well, my thing was always the Japanese onsen towel. Yeah. Wet, tied around your neck. Oh, that's sensible. If you can keep the back of the neck cool, you'd be so surprised about how the body feels. Yeah. Still feels hot. Yeah. Back of the neck, though, it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we go to Nagoya, you can keep an eye out for us on the TV coverage. Dave will have that. Yeah. Onsen towel around the back of his neck. The farmers know where it's at. <laughs> Well, as you say, there was a lot of action, and the first lot of action that happened was the round of Kyujo announcements. Uh, so we knew uh, Takakeisho was out. That was announced on Friday. Huge loss, but not a huge surprise. Well, I still managed to be surprised. For some reason, I don't really think about people pulling out of the basho until it actually happens. I'm always like, my my mind is just ultra positive. And well, you are, like, Everyone's going to be in. You're very positive, yeah. And so when Takakesha was announced as Kujo, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. All the problems last time around, the knee and the just getting to his kachikoshi, you know, and just looking pretty disastrous after that, really not being able to even step forward that well. So I guess that I understand that that's carried forward into this time around. But it's a big statement 
about the state of his body right now if he's willing to go Kyujo. Yeah. After fighting his way yeah. back out of Kataban, he'll be Kataban again come September. <sighs> Feels like it's his lot in life is mm. to always be on the back foot. So young and so oh, injured. <laughs> so much potential. I know. Wakataka Kage, of course, we knew he was going to be out. There's still another, you know, several months on that one and we'll just see him slide down and down and down. Uh, but at least I knew that that one was going to yeah. be there. <laughs> Uh, another one ahead of time was Fuji Seon, who just made it up to Jurio. Quite a few people were pretty excited about that. Well, I was one of those people. This was a huge blow. Uh, it's taken Fuji Seon not all that long to find his way to Jurio, but yeah, to have this taken away from him, huge blow. Hopefully, he can be back. I don't know anything about the nature of this Kyujo, uh, but I think it, all of this is overshadowed. By the news that came through at about 12 p.m. Australia time, would have been about 11 a.m. Uh, Japanese time, Kirishima, Kyujo. Now that's a big one, really, really big one. And it was only announced today, which means that uh, there is someone who will get a, a free win. So it wasn't definitely wasn't ahead of time, which makes me think that right up until the last minute, he was hoping that he was going to be able to get in. It was a ripe right rib contusion, which is you know, results in a, a strong pain in your upper back. So, so the, yeah, we've heard it's a rib contusion and I looked up what that is and it seems to be a, it's like a type of bruising. Mm. So yep. obviously that happens around the ribs. It can be hard to breathe. You can feel very sensitive. Ribs at the back though is what I hear. Uh, and the doctors have said, three weeks minimum treatment. Yeah. So we won't see Kirishima, a.k.a. Kiribayama, coming back this time, which is just a huge blow. Yeah. We were thinking we're going to go into this basho with two Ozeki on Friday. Takakesho pulls out. Mm. We were down to one Ozeki. Today, zero Ozeki. Yeah, which means that Kirishima will be going into uh, September as well as Kataban, as well as Takakesho. To you Kataban know, Ozeki, we're sort of, we sort of come great strides forward and then we fall yeah, back a little bit. So really all the talk of the town at the moment is on the other three, the uh, three Sekiwake, Hoshoryu, uh, Wakamoto Haru and Daisho. So mm. hopefully they, you know, might be able to prop up these ranks of poor old Ozeki who are in the wars. Yeah. Look, those three names you mentioned, do we want them to go to Ozeki, that cursed rank? Yeah, maybe they'll just have to go... Yeah, um, and look, I don't away. want to go on about it, but I have said many times that when you become Ozeki, you should get uh, like a. F it's a card that's printed up that gives you a free <laughs> get out of Kataban. Oh yeah, pass. Yep. And I think that for Kirishima here, playing that card would be completely acceptable. Actually, no, I don't like the idea of them being able to hold on to it. For too long. You should have to use it straight well, away. Well, I think, you... yeah, use it in, you have to use it within the first calendar year yeah. of becoming Ozeki. But at any time, you can take a basho off and not be Kataban mm. the basho after that. Yeah, especially if it's your first one. Uh, the card doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. First <laughs> yeah. up to sixth is okay. Yeah. But all, I agree. Especially the first one. Especially the first one from my point of view. So what a blow for this basho. Yeah, it is. Also, other Kyujo 
just worth mentioning because we talk about them quite a bit, Enho from Makushta, who pulled out in May anyway. Um, and he's out again. And then Chianakuni also um, is down in Makushta. But, you know, he's worth mentioning because he's been up in Makuchi. He's one of your favourites. Well, he's- yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't like to to get behind too many Rikishi. But Chianakuni, there's something about that guy that speaks to me on a very, very primal level. And I know what you're thinking, that I hear Kujo and I'm disappointed. It's the opposite. Mm. I hear Chinakuni going, Kujo, I hear there's hope. Intai. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The opposite. What is that hope for you? No. Well, no. If you go Kujo, that says I'm injured now, but there's hope for the future. Yeah. Okay. Because Intai is on his horizon. Yeah. But not yet. No. So what a great Kujo from Chinakuni. We'll see, I suppose. But, yeah, those two out as well. Uh, but there are plenty of plenty of guys still in those three we mentioned before um, and a lot of exciting action in Jurio that we covered today in our live stream on YouTube. So thanks to everyone who came and hung out with us for Jurio. If you want to do that for day eight, then just go to Sumo Mainichi on YouTube, hit subscribe, and you'll get a little notification when we go live for day eight of Jurio. But you can also... And you won't believe this. Yeah. Watch the stream after it's Amazing. happened. You know, YouTube, how does it work? Oh, my gosh. Technology. It's like it recorded it. <laughs> uh, let's jump into Makuchi. A big, big day one. Uh, well, you should kick us off because there was a young man who I used to know as Ochiai. Yes. Yeah, well, he's changed his name. He's changed <laughs> it to, to Hakuoho. He apparently mounted a little bit of defence and said, you know, I want my own name. I don't want to become Hakuho at this stage. It still might be in my future, but I want my own name. He became Hakuoho, which I'm enjoying saying more than I thought I yeah, was going to. it's pretty good, isn't it? I wasn't sure whether I was being, going to be able to convert between Hakuho and Hakuoho, but I don't know. There's something in my the back of my mouth that can do oh, it. I've got to say, <laughs> he's still an Ochi to me. Yeah. Yeah. Not for long, because there's, there's quite a few people who I keep forgetting. I thought I'd never forget their old names. And then there was someone today who we were talking about who we, um, yeah. The, 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 <laughs> Great the new story. Names. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Hakuoho, he was against Aoyama. And boy, did he look strong. His shoulder is still extremely taped. Let me say that first of all. And the tape guy uh, at Miyaginobea is still... A little bit dodgy because there were bits kind of flying off. I'm going to pull you up there. There's no way one person put that taping on. Oh, yeah. This group is, effort. Yeah, this is a group effort. And in a way that, uh, what do you call that when you draw the picture but you can't see what the person's drawn before oh, you? Oh, yeah. When you fold it, you draw the yeah, top a name, and then exactly. you fold it down. Yeah, yeah. So I think that each, there must have been at least four, maybe five people who taped that shoulder and each person was that came after the first person was blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we saw it in the post-bout uh, interview. Some of that tape was surely decorative. I think there's someone doing horizontal, someone doing <laughs> vertical, and then someone doing free form. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, I like it. it shows that he's still, that shoulder's still giving him problems. And I'm not sure that Aoyama went straight for it, but it looked like he really was trying to go body to body to maybe cause him some problems in that area. But Hakuoho, he showed strength, but not only that, he showed patience. Aoyama wasn't easy to move, but 
Hakuoho took his time and was able to over, um, you know, 30 seconds or so, move Aoyama back and push him up against the bales and uh, get him over the edge. Aoyama presents an interesting challenge for Jurio debutants. Uh, Aoyama comes with a, you know, he's got an incredibly strong frame, so much experience. Uh, Hakuoho had to work for it today. He really did. And we got to see him do an interview afterwards. And actually, he's a very well-spoken guy. So we saw some interviews later today, spoiler alert, that I couldn't understand a a word of because they they speak very quickly. They speak... um, they're puffing and, you know, don't have breath. But Hakuoho, his interview was quite clear. Actually, you're right. He wasn't puffing. I really I really liked it as mm. someone who, you know, is trying yeah, to learn yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah. and trying to understand some insight into these bouts. Yeah. I, I thought he, he came across really well today, the young man. Oh, he certainly did. And what a great way for him to debut at Makuchi. Yep. Killer. Uh, I want to shine a bit of light on the Endo Bushozan <laughs> bout, only because yeah. I think this was the second bout of the day. Uh, Endo fighting at his lowest rank in seven years wow. at Maegashira 16. Yeah. So very much in danger of losing his position in the top. But against Bushozan today, it was just simple, classy sumo from Endo. I mean, not much to say about it apart from he needs to get a few wins or it might be over for him. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely does it, Maegashira 16. You're right. Bushozan didn't like seeing him lose. On day one, he went 10 and 5 in May, so he would have loved to come mm. into day one and just go, you know, I'm up against someone in the bottom of Makuchi. I can get myself an easy confidence win. But then all of a sudden he hit Endo, who well, was injured and now is obviously feeling pretty Feeling, ganky. I know, coming up against a Maegashira 16 and that Maegashira 16 is Endo. Yeah. It's a bit of bad luck of the draw for Bushozan today. We saw Dai Shoho up against Shonan no Umi. So Shonan no Umi, obviously at his highest rank, his first basho in Makuchi. He is coming in at Makushira 14. And Dai Shoho was his opponent coming off 11-4, Shonan no Umi at Jurio 1. So we expected big things from him and he did triumph today. He got Dai Shoho out and he even treated himself to a little extra shove <laughs> off the day. Now, usually I hate this. I'm like, it's not necessary. On day one, your first win in Makuchi, I don't mind a little extra shove. Well, you know, you're on debut. You're coming up against a very, very experienced Rikishi in Dai Shoho. Go on, treat yourself. Yeah. You've got the win. Yeah. We'll let you off this time. Yeah. Yeah. Just that extra... Energy. Absolutely. So another debutante we saw early on was Gonoyama. Yes. Yep. Takakuma Baya Goedo, or ex Goedo is his Oyakara. On debut, I mean, Gonoyama has it. Yep. Whatever it is, Gonoyama has it in spades. And he absolutely dominated his opponent today, which was Kotashoho. The footwork looked very, very good. And he just worked Kotashoho over and out. It only took Gonoyama six Basho in Jurio. And that was enough time for me to go, I've got a good look at this kid. I think Makuchi's within... I was going to say within his grasp, he's in Makuchi, but I don't think he's going to struggle here. I think he's going to, he'll go Kachikoshi this time and he's going to be a name that we're going to be saying 
many times in the future. I really think so. He just looks so strong and like there's no argument against him. I mean, Kodashoho, maybe he wasn't the one to make the argument today. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you might be right. He's you might not be right. going great. But um, yeah, Gonoyama so great, which means that all three Makuchi debutants, Hakuoho, Shonanumi and Gonoyama all won today. Future so, of sumo. Yep, it's they, here. They all got interviews. And as I said before, the other two I couldn't understand at all. Hakuoho, he was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Ginbozan came up against Hokuto Fuji. Now, I just wanted to mention this bout because Hokuto Fuji, he's had his ups and downs recently, but when he's on form, he looks so great. And I just love watching him fight. Kimbozan came out with a Norua. Hokuto Fuji, though, he had all the power for this day one bout. He was up in Kimbozan's face and body. Even though Kimbozan tried to move around, he tried a few angles and he fought well, I think, Kimbozan. There wasn't a massive problem there. But Hokuto Fuji looked so great and I, I really liked seeing that today. Oh, thank you for highlighting this bout because I think Hokuto Fuji is one of those ricochet that you can take for granted. But seeing him in full flight today, he's a treasure. He's I, absolutely a treasure. I think maybe he's someone who... As soon as he disappears, and I'm not saying he's going to, you know, you would suddenly what do you realize know? <laughs> I don't know anything, believe me. You would realize yeah. that a, there was a really big hole yep. in Sumo. He's just so fantastic. A hocket of Fuji shaped hole. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I've got to say, it was nice to see Takiyasu out on the doyo oh, yes. on day one against Oho. And look, he was moving freely, he looked great decisive against Oho. He established a belt grip very early on and I thought Oho was in trouble and I was right. An easy win for Takiyasu, who's coming off that uh, that basho where he injured himself on day one training before things kicked off, but turned up on day 11 and went 3-2 from yeah. there. Yeah, that's a kachikoshi. It's a kachikoshi <laughs> in my books, coming off two wins at the end there. So that's three in a row, if you count that for Takiyasu. Yeah, he deposited Oho down onto the ground with a little flourish, just a small one for day one. So that was cool to see. I was worried for him, but I needn't have been. No. Just absolutely did not need it. Hirudumi came up against Ura. Uh, Ura, always very popular with the crowd, and today was no exception, but it was Hirudumi. He was quick and decisive, took Ura straight back. Ura, of course, tried to mount a defence on the bales, went back on his heels, but he was flopped out. I, I think what was interesting about this bout was that we saw a mutter before it. Oh, yeah. And the mutter was because Hirudumi was so quick out of the touchy eye to get into Ura's face, who always starts a bit back from the Shikiri Sen so that he can make some room, so that he doesn't have to get that engaged in the touchy eye. I thought it was very interesting to see Hirudumi break so aggressively. When they went again on the bout that actually that you spoke about, Hirudumi did exactly the same thing. Mm. Crowded Ura, gave him no space to work with. I thought this was very smart, considered sumo from Hirudumi. Yeah, because you know Ura's going to wait, right? Exactly. He let him, let he, him wait, but he went forward. Yeah. So a very, very clever win for Hirudumi. Now, a big bout before we hit Sanyaku, oh, yeah. Asaniyama and Meisei. Meisei, what, what can we say about this rikishi? He knows how to beat the big guys. Yeah, coming off the, the Shukon show and uh, off the win against Terunofuji. Terunofuji. He's not intimidated by the big names, mm. and we definitely saw this today. 
may say, well, I'll, I'll say firstly, Asanyama's touchy eye was red hot. Yeah. He came out perfectly timed and just poured the pressure onto Maysay. Maysay, though, he took it. He was in control. Feet back on the Tawara, but not for very long. He moved around to his right, made some room. He dug his way off and then brought them back to the middle. And then in something I would like to term sumo magic, yeah, just completely reverses the momentum and crushes uh, Asaniyama forward and down. Yeah. It was one of those replays where I'm like, okay, the next time I watch this replay, I'm going to understand <laughs> I'll what understand, happened. Yeah. Then I watch the next one. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. They're going to show another one. Now I'll understand what happened. And it gets to the end of the replay. So I'm like, I, I can't quite see the point where um, Asaniyama got crushed down. Did he pull back or was Maysay just enough over him that he couldn't mm. withstand the pressure of Maysay's body above him? I'm not exactly sure no. where the balance lay there. But as you say, that's sumo magic. Sumo magic. Something that I noticed on about the fourth replay, because they they definitely showed a few replays of this, Maysay's right hand was locked on the belt mm. through all of this. And okay. I wonder whether that that allowed him at the end to just bring himself forward enough. Whatever happened, however you want to explain it, sensational win by Maysay. Yeah, it was the Abisei Taoshi, the yeah. uh, backwards force backwards down. Backwards force down. Yeah, which you don't say all the time. It's just like a crumble to the ground. Yeah. A sunny I mean, hour. a fantastic bout. Very and may cool. say, just shows himself such a threat to these hype rikishi. So we move into the Sanyaku bouts and Komasubi Kodnawaka came up against Midori Fuji. They have a 6-1 record, Kodnawaka's way. And this one too was over very quick. Kodnawaka with the crush down. Tsukitaoshi, the frontal thrust out, he... Just got my, uh, Midori Fuji on the ba- on the back foot. Yeah, Midori Fuji, not a lot of sumo from no. him today. No. Wasn't given a chance. Uh, next bout we saw was Mitakumi up against Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru. I thought Mitakumi's tachi was good. And I'm walking around the streets these days telling people, Mitakumi, you've got to watch out for him. Yeah. He's relaxed. Yeah. The pressure of Ozeki is off him but he still brings that experience and that power, that balance. But Wakamoto Haru was straight on the belt here with the left hand and he drove Mitakumi back and over the bales. They fell together. This was given to Wakamoto Haru, but the replay was very interesting. It was close. I thought this was really close. They both fell together. Uh it looked like Wakamoto Haru's um, arm, at least, if it didn't touch first, it was quite close to Mitakeyumi falling as well. I thought probably, I mean, I didn't mind it being called to Wakamoto Haru, but I thought maybe it was due a replay. I, I'll go one step further to say I'm positive Wakamoto Haru's mm. forearm went down first. Mm. It, it's one of those things that w- when... All of the other replays, just the rhythm of the bout and the way it played out, it has to be given to Wakamoto Haru. When you slow it down to the actual frame by frame from that angle, I think Wakamoto Haru lost. I I think this probably should have had a look. Mm. Yeah. It looked so different from all the angles. And they did show a lot of angles, which makes me think that 
the TV people as well were like, let's let's have a, a look, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get all the TV screens out the back activated, get a different angle on everyone and see what we think mm. at least. Pop some of these on the TV. And, t- yeah, I-, I found it hard to make a definitive call, but I-, I probably would have thought it was worth a little look. But there was absolutely no flicker of hesitation over the faces of the shimpan. They stayed exactly where they were. It was not called... Well, I, I think they were they were comfortable because I don't think we'd, we've seen a Monoe up to this point. No, no, we hadn't seen one. There wasn't one in Jurio, right? No. No, and there, then there wasn't one, spoiler alert, in Makuchi either. <laughs> well, um, even though maybe there should have, spoiler yeah. alert. Well, that, uh, uh, that means okay. that Wakamoto Haru there got the win and a blood nose for his <laughs> troubles. Shodai came up next against Daesho. Uh, I thought both looked okay at the touchy eye here, but Daesho's shoves were way more powerful as it turns out. He um, shot I almost got himself out of trouble once, but a few more pushes from Daesho put him away and it was a pretty clear-cut win. Yeah, I think it was, and I think it's probably worth mentioning at this point. Statistically and numerically, Wakamoto Haru, Daesho and Hoshoryu are within striking distance uh, of having 33 wins over three Basho. I wondered here whether Daesho might crumble under the pressure and I thought Shodai's the kind of ricochet yeah. who might surprise you. Yeah. But this was very, very solid sumo from Daesho today. Careful, uh, but also a balance with aggression too. Yeah. It's the kind of sumo we should be doing. So a great way for him to start his campaign. And at this point we saw uh, for Kirishima's QJ, we saw Nishikigi hop up to accept his uh, freebie. It was one out of place, so he was actually due to go after the bout, next bout, but they hate oh. Kujo's being at the end of the day. They'll well, always put them earlier. Yeah, I don't like it. Do the Kujo or where it's meant, where to, it's be? meant to be. Not the Kujo, the... Um, Fusencho. Fusencho, mm. where it should be. Yeah, mm. well, anyway. they don't. And Nishikigi got to hop up. And do nothing and get a win. I like that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, as we close in to the end of the day, we saw Sekiwake Hoshoryu up against Maegashira 1, Tobizaru. Now, interestingly, they come into this record 9 and 7. Mm. Uh, obviously, Hoshoryu's way, but Tobizaru did knock Hoshoryu over in May. So it's... That's a pretty crazy record. It's nine, a crazy seven. record. Tobizaru knows how to win. Yeah. And he knows how to disrupt Hoshoryu. Yeah. Yeah, he's a disruptor. He's a disruptor, yeah. Uh, What we saw, it was a very interesting bout with, you know, this is not a word I associate with Tobizaru very often, but patience. Yeah, he held back. In the early parts of this bout, certainly. But then chaos (laughs) ensued after that touchy eye. But it was was actually Tobizaru who was on the attack and he forced Hoshoryu backwards uh, and then they both seem to lose their footing at about the same time. But Hoshoryu was given the win. It seemed as though he held himself up a bit longer there. The uh, Georgie, in a very cool move, yeah. spun himself around, yeah. looked out in the audience and pointed Real, towards Hoshoryu. Real Georgies don't look at the, <laughs> the winning move. They don't need to. I thought this was, and I don't use this word lightly, but dope. <laughs> well, it turns out he probably should have well, been Well, he should have been it. looking. What about this replay? Well, I didn't think, like the Gyoji, I was like, just looking off into the distance, enjoying the win of uh, Hoshoryu. But 
the replay really did show that Hoshori's hand got very, very close to scooping up some dirt, <sighs> making a puff of dust, well, touching the grains of... You, did you see a puff of dust? I didn't see a puff of dust, but I did see a screenshot that showed his hand very well, close. I've I've seen a few frames. And in fact, I went to my inbox and thought I'd been DDoS'd because <laughs> everyone was emailing me various frames of um, <laughs> what looks very clearly like Hoshori is touching the ground. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you're trying to pause a very quick um, piece of action or a replay that is you know, just showing a few frames. It's really hard to see and catch that moment. And sometimes you see a shadow yeah, or yeah, sometimes exactly. you see part of the leg that looks like the hand or something. But <laughs> what? <laughs> part of the face that looks like the whatever. Yeah. But this did look like Hoshori's hand might have been very, very close I to just the don't dirt. see how it couldn't have hit. Mm. But there was no puff of dust no. that I could see. No. Mm. Hmm. We weren't, we weren't it, sure. But again, did it warrant a second look? No doubt about it. Yeah, I think they could have at least taken it to the... I don't know if there's a no monoe call for day one. They're just like, we are not looking like idiots again. You guys do your job. You watch. Gilgi's like, yeah, I've got this. Turns around, has his back to it. I mean, this would have been a really hard one to make a call on, even if they had the replays, yeah. because none of the ringside... Uh, Shimpun called it. When it happens right at the end, everyone's looking out for it. So when it looks like a winning move is going to happen or somebody's right on the edge, you're always looking at the feet or the hands or whatever. But because this happened a couple of seconds before the end, almost just as they were starting to go down, I think that might have been the problem there that maybe no one was looking. No, I completely agree. I I think that at that point in the bout, all eyes were on Tobizaru because he was the one who started stumbling. Mm. And this, you know, potential hand brush happened a little bit after that. It was very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I guess it was just two in a row. The show, uh, no. Well, two in Sanyaku, yeah. Mitakeumi and Wakamoto Haru and then Hoshoryu and Tobizaru. That looked like they should have at least had a look. Yeah. And they, there was no sign of it. Maybe it's that thing if they can get through day one without a monoe, they all, they all go out for drinks yeah. or something. <laughs> Somebody had a bet. <laughs> it's like a challenge. <laughs> yep. Well, we came to the uh, final bout of the day, unscathed by any thought of monoe. <laughs> and uh, it was Terunofuji versus Arby. I wondered whether, I mean, Arby hasn't really been in. Did you wonder? I, I had a small wonder. I treated myself to a, a, a little wonder. Well, it must be nice to be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have that luxury. Full of amazement. Full of amazement. Yeah. Full of wonder. Yep. And I needn't have bothered. <laughs> needn't have taken that time out of my day because it was an easy win for Terra Fuji. A straightforward push out. Arby looked shocking. <laughs> You know how I like to get ahead of myself. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. If I was to extrapolate from what I saw of these 1.5 seconds of this bout, I think Terunofuji's <laughs> knees are looking good. Oh, yeah. I thought he moved very freely in a way that he didn't back in uh, May. Do you know when I thought that, actually? Because I thought the same thing. It was after he'd finished the bout and he was walking off the dojo. <laughs> I actually thought the same thing. I thought Jesse yeah, looked wow. sprightly. Yeah. He got off the dojo easily. 
He sort of sauntered forwards. Mm. There was no hint of any limping or anything. I, I thought the same thing. I, I thought he was he was nearly impossible to beat last time, and I thought he was moving slowly. And again, drawing <laughs> conclusions from 1.5 seconds of sumo from today, I think he's moving better. I think he's going to be impossible to beat <laughs> yeah. this time. Yeah, that that absolutely could be the case. Who's going to beat him and how are they going to do it? May say. Yachty kitty. Yeah. <laughs> there is a prediction for you, everyone. Yeah, well. Hey, look, that was the end of the day. We did just want to say a big thank you for uh, people who've donated to the Sumo Mainichi Sake Fund because there have been quite a few of you out there and we want to say we really, really appreciate mm. it. We've bought a big bottle of sake, which we're going to get through. We, you know, we haven't drunk it all today, which is a great sign for us. We're going to um, drink it throughout the basho. <laughs> and we've also, we also, of course, uh, use the money to put towards our costs for the um, podcast. Yep. Um, so I wanted to say massive, massive thank you to Caleb, Peter, Kieran, Eli, and Chris. Just really appreciate um, the support for the Sumo Manichi podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, team. Like, you won't believe how much it means to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. And if you can't, that's absolutely fine. We don't mind, but I just wanted yeah. to shout out those people who have. And if you would like to contribute, you can do it uh, via PayPal with our uh, Gmail address, sumomanichi at gmail.com. Uh, now, we should talk a little bit about July. Yeah, July. Because July <laughs> has a lot of things going yeah. on. So just to give you some context, Amy and I both work full time. We love doing this podcast and it's our number one prior priority. But we also have a few other irons in the fire, musically speaking. Yep. And July, I have three separate musical projects yeah. doing some things yeah. and a wedding. Yep. Uh, so... Rather than us take a night off, we are going to try uh, inviting some special guests on to host. And yep. the first uh, special guest that we're going to have is Rob Malk. Yep. So he is, you would have heard his voice before on the podcast. He has been our on-the-ground reporter <laughs> since <laughs> uh, January 2022. He's been at the SEMO quite a few times because... He lives in Japan, yeah. cool, uh, and can go quite often. So, yeah, you've heard him give us on-the-ground yeah. reports. One of the first was, how's the vibe coming back yeah. after um, after the pandemic and, and, you know, people starting to have a bit more fun and people starting to call out as well and um, start drinking so, and so eating I think, and stuff like that. And I think uh, Rob is particularly close to our hearts because when we were in – Japan mm. in March. Was it March? Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. were there. We saw we saw a few days of the Osaka Basho, ended up in Tokyo, and Rob took us out for a night of drinking and food that we will never forget. In Ebisu. In Ebisu that I don't think I've ever been that hungover. I, I <laughs> had so such a good time. Yeah. I think we probably spoke about it on the podcast, yeah, we did. but we did. I can't remember. We did, yeah. I've... Wow, what a night. It was really very fun. Anyway, so tomorrow night, Amy and Rob are going to be yep. bringing you the episode. And we're super, super excited to have uh, Rob on board, friend of the podcast, and maybe a new friend of yours. Yep. So Rob and I will see you then. Uh, Dave will be back on Tuesday, Tuesday. night. And uh, we'll all variously see you then. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Yeah. yeah.